0: You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. All right, everybody, it is time to podcast. Once again, welcome back to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host. Shane Simmons, and what better way to kick off the month of December than talking about what is often a huge gift for many patients who are coming into your office? And that is a new smile, and many a times that can be through dental implants. And we are going to talk about dental implants today and how you can start placing implants in your practice. And we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. But We're going to talk about how you can really start implementing this in your practice in a way that's not going to break the bank, which is big because, uh, as you know, it can be a big investment starting the implant uh, education, the equipment, everything that goes along with that. And in today's episode, we have Dr. Philip Gordon, who, aside from being a dentist at his local uh, family dental practice in Kansas City, uh, Gordon Dental of Leewood, he also runs Dental Implant Practices. He has a Facebook group. There's a podcast out there. If you haven't listened to it, definitely go check that out. But Dr. Gordon... Is really, really good at teaching people how they can start implementing these systems and the education and the equipment and everything that goes along with placing implants and getting that into their practice in a way so they can start kind of taking baby steps to begin placing implants confidently, comfortably, and adding that service to their practice. So, today we're going to be talking all about implants, how you can get started. And even if you've already gotten started, this is still a good interview for you to listen to. Check it out. Dr. Philip Gordon on the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry podcast. All right, all of you listeners out there, we have Dr. Philip Gordon joining us here on the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry podcast, and I've been following uh, Dr. Gordon's material and content on Facebook for the last few years now, and uh, finally ran into him at the AAID uh, conference out in Dallas, and so, Philip, thank you so much for joining us here today.
1: Yeah, it's great to be on here. It was a pleasure meeting you out in Dallas, and um, hope we can get something relevant covered today. Well, if you know anything about Philip,
0: you know he is a implant guy. Like if you if you are in his Facebook group, dental implant practices, or if you've seen him speak, whatever it may be, you know that he knows this part of the industry really well, and it's kind of his thing. And so, of course, we wouldn't have him on the show if we weren't going to be talking about dental implants. And so today's episode is really going to be about uh, getting you started. If you're not placing implants in your practice, how you can get started, and most importantly, how you can get started without going completely broke and having to invest all of your money into the training and the equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So the first thing though, Philip, we want to start out is why did you start placing implants? When was it that it clicked for you that, you know, I kind of want to start doing this and implementing Mm
1: -hmm. it in my practice? You know, I think everyone's got their own journey, but mine started maybe a year or two after dental school. I graduated in 2009 um, and I was working with my father at the time. Uh, every day in his practice, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was doing a lot of restorative work and and my knowledge about implant dentistry was very minimal. Um, you know I live in Kansas City, which is a big metro, so if there was if there was a patient that I thought maybe was eligible for an implant, you know I was I was sending them out for um, the extraction and grafting, sending them out to referrals for implant placement. Uh, and then we would do the restorations on top of that. We did a lot of crown and bridge, you know, a lot of veneers, small makeovers. <clears throat> I, I took a lot of courses and learned a lot about uh, endodontics. So I was I was doing a lot of endo at the time and thought maybe <clears throat> that that's where my career would continue to develop would be in the restorative uh, kind of small makeover or cosmetic dentistry realm. What I found uh, that happened, though, that, you know, that part of the dentistry I liked wasn't as exciting and or fulfilling as i'd hoped you know i I liked helping people with that but i really enjoyed root canals because it helped people get out of pain and help people save teeth but i come to realize that maybe not every tooth could be saved you know sometimes um there were teeth that better off just in the long term needed to come out whether they you know try to root canal build up and crown and then maybe they would fracture or fail you know six months or a year later or um you know there, there were just people missing teeth that needed better options and um, I found even, even in that time in a big city, the referral chain can be a broken process. Patients wanted a lot of things maybe done in house or by a dentist they already trusted. <clears throat> and, and I still wasn't overly pleased with the results I was getting back even from specialists in my area. So I thought, um, you know, who, who better than to explore this is implantology than me. I'll just check it out, see what it's all about. Um, you know, maybe learn something about it and figure out maybe a way to communicate better with my specialist. And so um, what actually happened is, is, is the more I learned about it, the more interested I got in it. And I thought, you know, I, maybe I can learn um, to, 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 you know, start small and place some implants myself. Uh, so back in 2000, uh, 2010, that's kind of when I started my journey about placing dental implants. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, the, the problem was, is back then, even even though it doesn't seem like that long ago, there weren't as many places to go. Um, you know, there were a couple implant academies that I didn't really know much about. There were, um, not a lot of, uh, major implant companies willing to teach general dentists the surgical placement part. And so, uh, you know, cone beam was really just kind of coming on strong at the time. There weren't as many, uh, available options for, for cone beam unit units. It was, you know, one or two units and they were, you know, $170,000 each. And so it was, it was kind of a, a tougher time to get into, <clears throat> Implants for the general dentist, so you, you really kind of needed to know who the who, uh, you know, who the people were to, to get into it, and um, you know, it took me a lot of time to figure out who I could learn from, who I could train from, you know, where I could start that journey. But that's that's kind of how I got into it, and um, so I kind of took it as a personal challenge myself to to kind of be the uh, front runner uh, for the general dentist to help kind of break down the barriers of getting started placing implants for the general dentist. Help show them the path that I've taken, the resources that I have now, um, and share those with others, maybe who have uh, similar interest or, or maybe a similar story.
0: Has that gotten better, uh, Philip? Over the over the years, uh, now that we've progressed a little bit as far as like getting into placing implants and more resources out there for the general dentist, because yeah, I went back and I listened to your very first podcast episode that you did, and you talked about that uh, kind of in depth of how challenging that was um has it gotten better for general
1: dentists oh it absolutely has no doubt i mean um the the pendulum has swung the complete opposite way you know where there used to maybe not be um as many options for general dentists now it's almost like there's too many options right and so i think people kind of need to start uh figuring out well why should i go to this person over that person um so I think, you know, nowadays what's what's happened is it's become very commercialized. And so um there's certain groups of implant companies or labs that have decided, okay, um there's there's some big business in this. We want to make money at that, so let's start implant training groups and, and teach people how to do this and we can make money on it, and then we can sell them our kits. And so um that that's part of my goal now is to help um General dentists kind of fight through the information and, and figure out what's the truth, what's the science, what's the literature. You know, who's just trying to sell you stuff and who's really got your back uh, as far as clinical growth, because, um, you know, a lot of companies are willing to put, you know, help you get that first sell and sell you a kit and sell you on a training course, but then they're not there for the betterment of your career to really teach you, uh, to really back you up when you need that support. And so it's, it's, a, it's a journey, it's a process, uh, or it has been for me anyway. There's been some key people that have helped me along the way. And so I'm trying to help others in that way and guide them in a direction that's right for them uh, wherever they're at in their growth. Maybe it's, you know, let's, let's learn to place, uh, you know, a handful of implants this year. Maybe it's okay. You've placed a handful. Let's get you up to 50 a year. Maybe it's okay. You've placed a hundred last year. Let's get into full arch implants. So it's, it's kind of different where everyone's at in their growth curve. And, um, you know, you just got to remember that it's, 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 a marathon, not a sprint. You need to start slow and build on your foundation and go from there.
0: Yeah. And that's a perfect segue into my next question is, Where, you know, first, why should the the general dentist who maybe currently isn't placing implants in their practice, what is the real advantage there for them to start doing that? Because a lot of them will look at it and say, listen, you know, it's kind of a, it's a big investment, even an intimidating investment at times as well, just from the amount of responsibility and things that come along with that failure, you know, all of those different things. So uh, why do you believe a general dentist should really start to consider that type of training?
1: Well, I think implant dentistry is, is not going away. I mean, it's definitely a foundation for um, the new dental wave coming forward. I mean, um, it's, it's the gold standard of tooth replacement in a lot of areas in the mouth. Um, uh, you know, people are seeking out implants. Um, you know, the, the, the public demand is there. Uh, tooth loss in this country is still very high, even though we're a, we're a well-to-do country. So the need is there. Um, the education is there. The demand's there. And, and it's not going back, you know, it's only becoming more and more uh, involved in the general dental practice. So uh, I think people need to get a firm understanding of it. Um, If they're not wanting to place a lot of implants in the practice, that's okay. I think they need to be very familiar with uh, implant restoration. So I think if, even if a general dentist takes a a course or two about placing implants and it's not for them, that's great. You can still learn all the prosthetics and restorative components with that and have a firm knowledge base of that. So I think um, to really be, caught up to date with what's going on in dentistry nowadays, you need to have an understanding of implant dentistry. Uh, and then it's up to you, you know, to what level you want to uphold that, whether it's placing some basics or, um, you know, sending the rest of your referral chain or whether it's, um, eventually being an implant only practice, you know, and, and, anywhere in between those are all places that, um, you know, people can determine on their own, but they definitely need to get in the game.
0: You mentioned it earlier how now for the general dentist there are so many options when it comes to training and where you can learn implant dentistry from. Uh, What how do you cut through the noise? I mean, what are some things, Philip, that you advise? You know, those that that you help out on when you want this training and this is something that you want to do. How do you know that you can find the right fit for you without? uh, maybe going crazy and having to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in doing so at the beginning?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's ways to ease into it, right. And see where your comfort level lies. I mean, I tell people, um, you know, before you ever want to get implant dentistry, you need, to, you need to be really good at getting patients numb and extracting teeth. I mean, that's just the basics of oral surgery. Um, so start socket crafting, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can pull teeth, plug in some bone, put in a membrane, suture them up and send them home. Right. And do that a hundred times um, and decide whether or not you like blood and guts. I mean, I guess not guts, but you know, decide whether or not you want to be a bloody dentist or a, or a pretty dentist, you know, do you like doing veneers or you like pulling teeth more? Um, and if you like prepping teeth and putting on veneers, um, you know, maybe the blood side isn't for you, but, but if you like pulling teeth, if you feel comfortable sectioning and cutting bone and splitting teeth and taking them out and, um, you know, if you enjoy those procedures, then maybe implant dentistry is more for you and you can then start to take, some basic one-on-one courses. Okay, how do I get? Uh, what are implants? What is the motor? What does a kit look like? What? How do you place implants in solid bone areas of of non-vital um, structures? You know, learn the basics, um, and then get some confidence. and And you can do that just taking some um, some basic patients in your office that need simple teeth extracted. Do the do the simple grafting. You know, and set all those cases up. Go take a couple courses from. Um, some basic places about single implant placement and, and place five or 10. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that takes a huge amount of technology or investment. You know, you can sometimes do those um, with just panoramics. Sometimes there's places where you can send your patients to uh, take a cone beam, uh, maybe at a, maybe at a scan center, or maybe at a local endodontist or orthodontist office. Um, so you don't have to necessarily buy a $100,000 machine and, um, you know, $50,000, uh, implant kit and motor, maybe you can just start small and decide whether or not you like surgery or not. And if you do, then, you know, take a course and place 10 implants. And if you like it, you know, you've, you've paid for the kit and you can move on. And if you don't, then, you know, just stick with the restoring and find a good local, um, specialist to, you know, to be your go-to. But I think, you know, engaging it at some level is, is going to be necessary.
0: How do you find those, those courses, you know, those introduction courses? I mean, what's a, what's a good resource for somebody to go to if they're wanting to kind of, start researching, uh, some of those courses there.
1: That's a good question. You know, I, I always tell general dentists to look at companies and products that are, are general dentist friendly. Um, you know, I started out with, you know, a, an implant company that maybe not is general dentist friendly. They were more focused on the specialist and I got to a point where they couldn't support me or wouldn't support me. So I think, you know, uh, are there reps in your town or area or are there implant companies that are willing to support the general dentist? Um, you know, I know GlideWall has some nice introductory courses. Implant Direct has some nice introductory courses um, that you can take. You know, a, a Friday Saturday course and and learn the basics. And they those are systems that are made basically for the GP and um, you know learn what the basics are. Um, you know, and and then at that point, you know, if you want to get into some in depth. Um, kind of continuum based courses or join the American Academy of Implant Dentistry and take a maxi course, those would be kind of next level, but I wouldn't commit, you know, a year's worth of training and you know, $20,000 for a course until you, you decide whether or not it's for you or not.
0: I was kind of just taking baby steps, get a little bit yeah. of your feet wet with the intro courses. And then from yep. there you can consider the maxi course and some of these bigger, uh, more in-depth courses then.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I didn't have a cone beam for the first couple of years I placed implants. You know, I had a panel machine and, I would send my patients to a local center and they would pay $99 and get a scan and we'd bring it back. And, you know, it, that didn't inhibit me from placing implants. It, 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 allowed me to grow at my own pace. And then once I needed, okay, I need to send four patients a week to get a scan. Okay. This is the time where I take the investment now and find a company that, you know, has a cone beam for a general dental office. I like my vatech machine, you know, I got it for $70,000 and, you know, it makes me more money than it costs me. So I think, you know, but I didn't start with a Combi machine in office, you know, and, um, um, you know, find a good lab that understands implant dentistry because not all labs do. Um, and, and, and learn from them, you know, have them guide you on how to restore implants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find some people that are willing to share with you because not everybody's willing to share with you. Um, so whether that be a specialist in your area, whether it's somebody on one of my Facebook groups or whether it's, um, you know, one of these mentors you teach that, uh, that, that, that teach the courses, but find somebody who's willing to share, um, and, and not necessarily looking at you, um, you know, with dollar signs in their eyes and, and, and trying to sell you everything they have.
0: Obviously everybody's journey is a little bit different and it takes you know, different <clears throat> steps at different times, but for you, from the time that you really started generally getting interested in implants, taking maybe a first intro course, Um, what was the timeline like for you as far as kind of getting your feet wet, starting that, that process to actually, you know, placing implants and to the point where you are now, where you can do full arch and everything kind of under the sun.
1: Yeah. You know, it was a slow process. Um, I, I, you know, I, everybody wants to speed things up and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. You know, we all want instant success, but that's not how, how things are done really. Um, you know, dental school is a four-year process. I mean, I think your implant journey needs to be a, a four-year process as well. Um, so, I mean, my first year I I bought a kit after one of the second introductory courses I went through. It had 20 implants. I think it took me, um, you know, 12 or 14 months to place all those. And and I thought that was a good year. Um, you know, now it might be a good day or a good week. So, the, but, you know, that, that first four or five years is when you're learning uh, about soft tissue and bone and um implant placement implant restoration and so you need to have all your components lined up you need to have someone who's a little better than you showing you the ropes you need to have a good lab to work with to show you the ropes you need to have um continuing education courses to continue to refine your skill you need to have um a staff that supports your system whatever that might be you know case presentation um you know, getting patient financing, you know, all of that sort of bit, you know, and then, and then you can start to really kind of market, you know, but I, I don't think you should start marketing implants, uh, externally until you're, to you're really at a comfortable level with that. So for me, it was all, Hey, this root canal failed. We need to do something. Um, you know, let's, let's start with the, with the basic implant, you know, and, and do, do 20 of those in your first, you know, year or so. And, and I think you'd be off and running.
0: And as far as like, um, this is kind of a, a question just kind of popped up in my mind, but I'm thinking along the lines of you know, when you're just setting out on this journey and you are going to be starting to place implants and doing more with that, it's also, you know, it's not just the doctor obviously, but it's it's the staff, it's the whole office really is, is a journey for all of them. Absolutely. For those who may be um, kind of like a, your staff and even up to your front desk, um, are there any sort of recommended uh, steps that they should be taking as well while you're upon this journey, or what do you recommend dentists to do so that they know, you know how to talk to the patient about this and, um, just kind of bringing that up because it is a whole team effort.
1: Absolutely. It is. I mean, they have to believe in you. They have to believe in what you're doing and what you're selling and, um, they need to value that. So, I mean, there needs to be, you know, that takes the right kind of staff members. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of and listened to a lot of Paul Homley books, um, about case case presentation. And, um, you know, how to sell big cases. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's usually out of pocket uh, money and it's, it's, it's optional dentistry sometimes. So you need to understand um, that side of talking to patients. Um, you need to have good patient financing options and um, let's see some other keys for me. You know, it was um, and again, these well, are all things along kind of that along the oh, way. Oh yeah. No, along the way. Absolutely. I mean, you know, so I bought Paul Homley's books on CD. And I listened to in my car to and from work every day for, I don't know, six months, you know, so I had 30 minutes going and coming home to talk about how to present big case dentistry. And then, um, you know, we had to find the right financing group and then we had to, you know, talk, um, oh, coding and billing, you know, Charles Blair's books or ADA code books, you know, learn how to bill and code implants and and how to price point things and, um, you know, how overhead inventory. And so th- those are things that you grow along the way. Cause if, if you try to rush into those, you're going to bite off more than you can chew and uh, you know, you'll get burned, and, and then it'll it'll shy you away from your growth. And I think, you know, so everyone wants to jump into, you know, an all-on-six case, but that's, that's not where you start. And I don't think you want that stress uh, and complications right out of the gate. You know, you want to start with the basic cases and, and master and bite off a little more each year. But, yeah, coding and billing, case selling, um, case closing, financing, those are all things in office that you and your staff can work on with staff meetings and, you know, not a lot of money invested but time well spent
0: definitely no that's I think that's great advice and Phil kind of as we near the end of our interview here um, you know two or three things that somebody's listened to this podcast and they said listen you know um, this is something that interests me Uh, I think I do want to kind of take the next next steps and make that happen What are just two or three big takeaways here that you think our audience should um, be able to take action on if they wanted to today next week whenever it may be to really get the ball rolling and get it started because at the end of the day it takes you taking action to actually make it happen to start, right? So what are some of those uh, things that they can do right now or how they can
1: start making that uh, transition happen? Yeah. Some, some basic easy steps. I mean, they can listen to some of my podcasts, which is free, you know, dental implant com. I've got my website. I've got free podcasts and it's just me kind of walking through my journey throughout the years and interviewing people who are smarter and better than me. Um, trying to get their advice. I've also got a Facebook group where I just kind of showcases that I do every day. So there's, there's no money invested there. I'd buy, um, like I said, I'd buy Paul Homily's CD on tape, you know, what uh what it takes for patients to say yes or something about his yes books and listen to that every day, um, you know, and, and read his book and listen to the audio book. I would take an introductory 101 course uh, from Implant Direct and Glidewell Labs both. Um those might be a thousand dollars and you know, twenty-four CEs each and and learn whether or not implants are right for you. Um And then I would get uh, a little bit of understanding about coding and billing, maybe from, like I said, the Charles Blair books or the ADA books. And I think if you do all that within the next three months, you'll know whether or not that's something you want to dip your toe into or not. Um, And then also find a buddy along the way. So you need to have either uh, a a colleague of yours who will go through the journey with you or um, a mentor who will help mentor you and or... um, you know, just get a good relationship with someone that you can trust in your area, whether it's a specialist or an orthodontist or somebody that you can, you know, maybe a study club with or or something like that to where you can have some level of support. Because uh, as I've told people before, you know, implant dentistry is a contact sport. And uh, you're, you know, you're going to get hit a couple times and you're gonna have to get up and, and dust yourself off. And you, and you, need, that, you need that support um, that either a friend or a mentor is going to give you. So I, I think those are easy things that would be um, not terribly expensive, and would pay off dividends if if followed correctly.
0: Yeah, everybody listening to this, seriously, you know, join the dental implant practices Facebook group. You know, check out his podcast because there are so many free resources out there in this age that we live in now. Where it it amazes me to see a lot of people still not taking advantage of those things and really learning from them. That again is like zero you know, costs from, from your side of things, because there's so much free information out there that people are giving out and just helping. So definitely do those things because you can learn a ton and get your feet wet and get a solid foundation before you begin this journey. And Philip, um, just kind of before we close out here, tell people, you know, how they can reach you. Um, if they have any questions and maybe they're wanting to kind of start this journey, they have a few questions they'd like to reach out. Where can they find you? And, uh, yeah, fill us in.
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, my, my dental implant practices page, uh, dental implant Um, You know, I'm just trying to put together resources for people that I think are uh, beneficial. Um, we had a seminar and uh, this last September that where I did a free seminar for people and that went great. We're going to be looking at, you know, maybe doing some other courses in the next coming year or so. Um, that's one, one place where I try to post some things. You know, the podcast is free. The Facebook page is free. Uh, people can always reach out to me on Facebook. You know, I, I'm, try to respond the best I can. I get a lot of people hitting me up and I'm busy, but I, I'm, I'm always willing to show people everything I'm doing. Um, and those are the really the best ways and, and, and or if you find somebody else that you resonate with better, I think just, you know, take the time and, and energy to reach out to people and don't be afraid to ask questions and learn. Um, and, and know that, you know, everyone's on their own different growth and you just need to start your journey. doesn't matter where, you know, I mean, um, you just need to start and, and it doesn't matter always where, but you just need to start the process. So I, I would encourage people just to you know, have the courage to get started.
0: Awesome. Get started. Just do it, people. That's what it takes. It's the only way you're going to get this going is uh, it it seems like a long journey. It can be a tumultuous journey as well, but you've got to start somewhere. And I hope that's what you all will kind of take away from this. And Philip, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast. It's been a real honor to, to have you on here. Absolutely. My pleasure. Anytime. All right, so you heard it there. To start implementing this stuff into your practice, into your daily routine, you really have to just get started. And that's the hardest part. And I think at the end of the day, when we come back to this, the the conversation that we had with Dr. Gordon, that's what it's all about, is just getting started. And I love having these conversations with people who I look at as thought leaders in the industry. And if you're feeling inspired after this, go out there check out Dr. Gordon's information at dentalimplantpractices.com. And also, if you're already placing implants in your practice or if you're looking to generate more new patients in the practice, be sure to go check out our website, crimsonmediagroup.com. We are a full-service digital dental marketing agency, and we have uh, testimonials and tons of results that we love sharing with uh, potential new practices who are looking to grow their practice, put a predictable system in place. And let me tell you something, there is no better feeling than knowing that if you spend X amount of dollars, it will bring you at least X amount of patients every single month and having a system to where you can just turn that on and let the patients start coming in. So if you're really wanting to grow your practice, make a bigger impact in your community, and you are ready to take that next step, again, go check us out at crimsonmediagroup.com. We'd love to talk with all of you there. Otherwise, we will see you until the next episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we'll be talking something that's up my alley. That's going to be Facebook ads and how you can utilize Facebook ads to grow your practice. And we're going to be having that conversation with Dr. Anissa Holmes. Take care, everybody.